Welcome to the Ruby Plus Podcast, Episode 18. Today's podcast is sponsored by RubyPlus.com. RubyPlus.com provides training in Ruby and Rails. Visit us at RubyPlus.com. Bring clarity to your monolith with bounded context by Andrew Howe. Monolithic applications are great when you start building your company, but as time progresses, they become difficult to maintain. These code bases, as they grow, easily become big balls of mud. In our time together, we learned about domain-driven design concepts around domains and subdomains. This article shows how to visualize our software systems as bounded contexts on a context map. Context map, which shows us the areas of the system that belong together as coherent parts. It shows how Rails files and folders could be inverted and reimagined as domain-first groupings. Ruby 3x3, Mats, Koichi, and Tenderlove on the Future of Ruby Performance by Yonin Scheffler. At Ruby Kaiji, Yonin Scheffler caught up with Mats, Koichi, and Aaron Patterson, aka Tenderlove, to talk about Ruby 3x3 and their path so far to reach that goal. They discuss Koichi's guild proposal, just-in-time compilation, and the future of Ruby performance. Ruby 2.4.0, Preview 3 released. This preview release is released to get feedback from the community. Feel free to send feedback since you can still influence the features. The internal structure of Hashtable has been improved by introducing open addressing and inclusion of order array. While you are debugging, you can often use p to see the value of variables. With pry, you use binding.pry in your application. In Ruby 2.4, you will be able to launch REPL by using binding.pry, which behaves like binding.pry in IRB console. Top 10 Quick Rails Performance Wins by Jason Lee. 10 performance wins Jason has compiled over the years that just work. Apply these to your Rails apps and see if it moves the needle at all. Keep Ruby Weird 2016, a hands-on experience with complex SQL by Craig Kersteins. A 20-minute video that shows you some tips on SQL. The ultimate online class to master the Rails framework by Marc-Andre Canoye. Are you struggling with Rails? Still relying on tutorials to develop your app? Working on a big ball of mud that was once a beautiful and simple Rails app? Are you starting to hate Rails and its magic? This course is based on 10 years of experience with Rails by Mark. It has helped more than a thousand developers and has been running for more than five years. The course uses a unique approach that will help you master Rails faster and keep doing so for all the future versions of the framework to come. Ready to start owning Rails? Check out the link in the podcast section of rubyplus.com. How to Build a Network Stack in Ruby by Daniel Upton. This is an article on how the networking stack works, starting with the sockets library and going down from there. It's all explained with Ruby code you can use yourself to understand the raw bytes being sent over your network. It shows some neat tricks to do the low-level byte processing you need for network programming. Dynamic Class a faster replacement for OpenStruct by Andrew W. Often the OpenStruct library is used to consume APIs so that you can access responses using dot notation, but that comes at a high price since every time you fetch an object, it recreates the accessor on the instance's singleton class. If your API is stable, then a better alternative is to use dynamic class, which creates the accessor method on the class instead, meaning that future instances will be as fast as if you manually created the methods. One important caveat, 
Don't use it with arbitrary user params as it will open your app up to DOS attack by constantly creating new methods. How do native extensions manage memory? Part one, Ruby MRI by Josh Haberman. One of the most interesting design challenges in a programming language interpreter or a VM is what kind of memory management API to offer to native extensions. This issue is more or less invisible unless you're writing a native extension. When you are simply writing a program in Ruby, Python, Lua, etc., you don't usually care about how the memory management is implemented. Your only care is that you can create objects with reckless abandon and that they will get cleaned up for you somehow. The people who write the VM get a lot of latitude in how to actually implement this cleanup because the implementation is so hidden from user programs. Different VMs can use completely different strategies, even for the same language. For example, CPython uses reference counting, whereas PyPy uses tracing, even though both are VMs for Python. Please check out the podcast section of rubyplus.com for links to all the articles mentioned during this Ruby Plus podcast. Thank you for listening to the Ruby Plus podcast. Be sure to tune in once every other Thursday for the latest news in the Ruby developer community. You can subscribe in your podcast app of choice or listen on our website, rubyplus.com. As always, if you have stories that you would like us to share, be sure to email us at feedback at rubyplus.com or tweet the show at rubyplus.com.